Welcome back to What Have You. I am Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we greet you from Slop City, USA today. <laughs> uh, it's, doing, uh, it's doing the first snow that is, well, I've probably said this six times every single year we've had a podcast. It's like the first crepe. The oh, first yeah. snow is like the first crepe. It will come out of Fliberty Gibbet. It's no, not going to be no good. good. And it used to be snowing today, but now it is spitting. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Just kind of slopping out of the sky. But it's all right. <laughs> We're all geared up. We're no, ready to roll feel... into the L holiday season. Yeah. It's going to be something else. Feeling also, full of beans. Also, we come to you roll. from the wrong part of the week. Because last mm. week, we neglected to do a podcast because of the great flurry of life. And then now, we're like, we got to get one done. We're just getting is on our regular day, so we're gonna ship it out right now. We feel big that we're doing this right now. Yeah, still two days out from Thanksgiving, and I am trying to hang a tin ceiling, so you can imagine that my arms and shoulders and neck are feeling really Deluxe. good, <laughs> really good right now. <laughs> my goal is to get the rest of it done today after That's I finish exciting. the laundry. It's like when I have a break from school, <clears throat> you have to go into a dead sprint of home remodel. So that's where I am, is in the... In the dead sprint of home remodel? Sprint. Yeah, that's how it is. I just had a little decorative breakthrough. Okay. Yeah, what I'll tell it? you about it. Tell me. Do tell. If I do say myself. She's going to So tell. because <laughs> we moved in when we built our house. It's a much bigger house than we had previously ever lived in. Yeah. So in spite of the fact that we've now been here for years, that is not to say that we have handled it. Yeah. Or that we've I sympathize thoroughly with addressed <clears throat> all of yeah. the major concerns. <coughs> and the one that the one that's really been on the dwindle for some time is our upstairs. Yeah. Because there are bedrooms and I've done a lot of work. A lot of work slugging through the bedrooms yeah. to get everybody a queen bed because okay. my kids have their own bedrooms but they're little bedrooms and yeah. they when we drew the plans we drew them for a queen bed and it actually is a way better proportion in a small room than having a twin bed that doesn't know where it belongs sure <laughs> like the yeah. twin you've got to center it a sort twin of bed adrift is a yeah. sad opportunity yeah. and we had a lot of that for a long time so We've worked through it and got okay. the queen mattresses, yeah. which is great. But there's a landing space that's like a living room up there. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to me because I stood there at what... No, wait. I backed this up. Did you say they all have their own rooms? I thought the boys shared. Yeah, Shad and Mo share. Otherwise, everybody has Anyways, their own Anyways, sorry. I was... We have two in one room. Go the little boys. Go back to landing. I just was... I was trying to run through but your layout again But also the shared room head. is the biggest. Theirs yeah. is the biggest of all of them. Yeah. So anyway. They can fit one more person in there. So, um, but the landing. Okay, guys. When we first moved into our house, we had no couches. I mean, like we had, well, we had a couch and a love seat or something. But Not for the amount of noticeable. living, <laughs> you couldn't locate 
of furniture. Uh, yeah. No. And we had one whole front room, like a big front room with nothing in it mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then I ordered a rug for the upstairs, which is the morning room. But then when it came, I put it in the other room down there. Like we just have everything I've tried to do in the morning yeah. room, we poach for somewhere else yeah. in the house. So yeah. I have some piece of furniture up there like where well, we need this is somewhere else. So we take yeah. it away. So this poor dwindly upstairs room. Sure never has come into its own it has always been in someone else's ill-fitting hand-me-down sweatpants it is just not thought of i have a dwindly upstairs room myself Mm -hmm. but so i'm i'm anxious for your here's my news so i have a long bookshelf you can't see me put scare quotes on that bookshelf it was the previous eight like what my kids clothes were in at our last house which was eight cube organizers or something and i have four of them stuck together with a bunch of our kids books on it okay that is not the piece of furniture that i mean to have there (laughs) it's just what's there and the tv is on top of it nothing in that room was chosen for itself it's like everything's just there yeah and the other day i i've had a i had a rug up there that we bought for a different house but then we hauled it all the way down to the basement when we finished the basement. So see my problem? We yeah. never keep anything up yeah. there. Yeah. So I finally ordered a new rug. And this is the thing that's funny is that that room has looked sort of, it always ends up with the odd jobs in it. And yeah. it looks bad. Yeah. Because you know the Afghans grandma crocheted that yeah. are reckless in their coloring? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. Those would always be in that room. And the yeah. and then everything just looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. But here's my weird breakthrough. I was standing up there and looking at it, asking myself, how shall we then proceed? Deal with this problem. Yeah. When I... We have black windows and the walls are all kind of white. So... As I was looking at it, I thought, I should get a black and white rug. Okay. Here's what's super weird about it. We have a gray couch in there. But I ordered a black and white rug that's very sort of crazy because it's like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. it's like a twill pattern, like a bird's eye twill pattern. So it's like big black diamonds with a black dot in the middle. Like, okay. But it's like black yeah. and white. Looks like a twill pattern. Is it wool? What is it? Yeah, it's wool. Okay. And it's almost hectic to look at. Like, it's so yeah. big and zippy that you kind of and you know what is so funny is it pulls together the weird bookshelf the crazy afghans like somehow (laughs) this very loud rug yeah actually made the other things calm down no it makes it look like it has some fun spirit instead of instead of here's where we put the afghans that never match yeah you know and the weird part is how good those afghans look in that room i keep i keep stopping on my way by (laughs) to just look at it and be like how how does this make well that and then my kids said one of my girls i think it was lena was like i really like this rug and she said it's weird how it makes the bookshelf look better. And I'm like, I know! I have the same feeling. Like, all the colors yeah. and the craziness yeah. are looking way better for yeah. us having just jumped into the yeah. crazy look. See, my space upstairs, I was I was up there gazing at it, feeling sort of some ennui about it. <laughs> because it's like, it isn't... I realized I've decorated it 
multiple times for multiple different uses because for a while it was mm -hmm. where I was like I had all my Armoretti stuff and then we decided to turn it into a right. place for the kids and I decorated it for that and then mm -hmm. it was the boys bedroom while we were gutting that one and then it was Judas bedroom because we gave Narx his own and so each time it's gone through some new little you know thing but it's not really it's a weird space that used to be a, a screened sleeping porch and then they enclosed it and it's not really a bedroom and it's just sort of an odd space right and so currently right now what it is is basically you know how if you sweep your floors into a pile right that's what that room is of the whole house it's like you mean what happens if you kick your apples into no, a pile no i do not <laughs> I mean that this is the thing that happens when you have a space that's not really decorated for any specific yes. use. And so it's kind of like there's a sewing table yep. with no sewing machine. There's I have lived through this. The yeah. remnant of the other room. So it's got still got the big cute sign on the wall, but it makes no sense. It's got, you know, just yeah. sort of a stack of boxes of old photos that I need. Oh, Rachel, what do I do with that? The old photos. I've got like, I got an idea. Just take don't the boxes. tell me to scan them. No, just take the boxes, wrap them up as a present, and give them to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> They'll live that. No, I just I don't even know what to do with them because <clears throat> I don't want to put them in scrapbooks. I don't want to throw them away. I don't. It's like, and then there was this weird time that was bad and dark when we switched to digital cameras, but there was no cloud, which meant that like all yeah. your digital photos, where are they on old laptops somewhere? I don't know where they yeah. are. So there's basically no record of our younger children that they ever existed until they were in junior high. I don't know. That's anyway, difficult. it's bad. And I just don't know what to do with the photos. That's where I am with that. Yeah. And I know some people, well, let me recommend, organize, let me recommend it. Just buy a crazy rug and see if it pulls, <laughs> yeah, see if it Weirdly, pulls the photos into the <laughs> into the scheme. Weirdly, I was like, I should just buy a rug to anchor the space. And I have black and white and gray walls too, because it's a black and white check yeah. floor. And then it's yeah, and mm -hmm. then it's wood walls that are painted gray. Interestingly, this is a feature. When we first moved into that house, it was painted blue. That room was blue, so we just called it the blue room because it was such a weird space it was painted it was like just, a pool like well, it was yeah. like that kind of a blue yeah. like where you felt like you were in an empty pool yeah and it was the yeah like i said wood walls linoleum floor it's like a strange anyway so it was just the blue room well it's still the blue room but you know what it hasn't been blue in probably mm -hmm. 10 years mm -hmm. i think i have we lived in this house 10 years okay maybe eight probably. years I painted it gray, and yet we're still like it's up in the blue room. It just—it's funny how names. We had a we had a shelf names that we do called the the pink cabinet or the pink hutch for the pink thing. That's what we call it, <laughs> the pink thing. And even after it was white, it was still the pink thing. Yeah. It was like ah, oh, it's yeah. in the pink thing. Yeah, Look in the pink thing. <laughs> yeah, how that works. It totally, totally yeah, no. is. Well, as we gear up for Thanksgiving, and hopefully you listen to this episode before Thanksgiving, what do you think we need to admonish you about? <laughs> um, I feel like we, we do an annual dash through to say, okay, everybody, get yourself spiritual. 
Or we did a video that was don't be the turkey. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't be just that. try to not be the turkey on Thanksgiving. What if? I mean, um, there's the there's the side of it that's like don't be that person, and I feel like we hit that a lot. But what if we were to go from the angle of do be a fun person? Mm. Don't just have a don't just have an absence of evil. <laughs> Have the presence of something actually joyful and good. Yeah, like, like, um, yeah. How do you do it in a more like actually positive way? Haven't I said this? I think I've said this on here. Probably. I think we've run out of. I don't listen to my own. There's no fresh material. So let's just pretend. If you, if I said this on the very last episode, you know I'm getting senile. If it was two back, then whatever. That's a lot of time. I don't feel bad if I'm repeating myself. No, that no. nearly. If you repeat monthly, it's all right. Monthly, that's fine. Okay, so here's the thing that I have said, and I know I've said it recently, so pardon the repeats. And that is that letting love cover a multitude of sins is real, but it is not plumbing your own heart to check if you have the love to cover the multitude of sins. Like, okay. it's not like... Well, I don't have much love in there right now, so I can't let right. it cover it. No, it's not and like it's not checking your own piggy have, bank yeah, to do see I have if you have money it. in my account yeah, to I, order a wool rug. It's not, it's that, not that to it's cover a, a multitude no. of sins. <laughs> to tie together the weird personalities of this room. Okay. <laughs> what I'm trying to say though is that letting love cover a multitude of sins is not like and and the reason I think that this matters when we come to a Thanksgiving discussion is that the likelihood that you feel your own piggy bank piggy bank being depleted at such a time, yeah. and someone else's innocent transgressions are causing it to you. bounce, yeah, like where a little like both of those things go way up. Like you're more likely to be exhausted. Maybe you have house guests. Maybe you're worried about your turkey or whatever is happening. And the likelihood of people accidentally stepping on your emotional toes in one way or another is much higher. Yeah, because of, you know, it's all the same thing. Or your and, expectations for how sweet this would be and then it wasn't. And then you're just cheesed off that it didn't work <laughs> like that. And which is, guys, there's a lot to be said for just not getting cheesed off about things like that. But here's what I want to say. And this is that I love when Jesus is washing the disciples' feet and... First, Peter doesn't want him to wash his feet. And Jesus is like, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. And then Peter's like, well, then wash all of me. Like, you can't just wash my feet then. And I, um, anyways, Peter's impulses there are sound, sound thinking. And then Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to do that either. So here's what I'm thinking. When you are dealing with believers... You are dealing with people whose feet have been washed by Christ. When they are actually walking with the Lord and you know there's fruit in their life, you know that Jesus himself has taken part of them. You know that even he has washed their feet. Even if they're not walking with the Lord in this instant. Even no, if even they if they're the sinning. I'm not, but my off. point is Jesus could be washing Peter's feet at the same time as Peter's head legitimately needed to be cleaned. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is this is just one of those already not yet 
things mm-hmm. in scripture that we can be partakers of Christ without being perfect. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes it's good too to think like, okay, and again, like you know this is a Christian and you think, so how does Jesus see this person? Like does Jesus yeah. sit here with a little tally sheet marking mm-hmm. up or has Jesus put their sins as far as the east is from the west? Exactly. And then you can just pray that you can well, see them like Christ th- sees And them. this is the thing that I love to think about that I think is a great thing to reflect on and a thing to be full of gratitude for during the Thanksgiving rush. And that is that you are, when we say, let love cover a multitude of sins, think of it as let love himself cover their sins. Let Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. handle that. It's not saying, do I have the emotional bank to roll out over their foibles and pretend it's not there? You don't, except for as you rely on Christ. If you rely on his love for them, there is no problem here with this check bouncing. There is Jesus's love for them is vast and it's way vaster and I have found this to be super helpful because people would say well if your love can't cover it then you need to confront it but the reality is that if you know that that they know Jesus and you know that Jesus has washed their feet you don't need to stand behind Jesus and say see that see that on his cheek look there's a smudge try that try over here fix that like you this already not yet is that we are part of Christ and in, but then there's the sanctification that we are being made more like Christ right. we're not where we have been finally justified and we're being sanctified and you know what is part of the sanctification is learning to forgive yes and and <laughs> learning to forgive in a way that relies fully on Jesus loving them that much yeah and not that is like well, I don't well, love my Aunt Martha to this level. You I, know? I, I know, I can't. That, that like, this is maybe just too cheesy of a tie-in with your rug, but there is a reason that we use the phrase sweeping things under the rug. Because <laughs> you can think that you've forgiven something and then what you've actually done is tucked it away for a rainy day later when you're mad <laughs> and then you're gonna you're gonna whip the rug and back you're gonna be like you, you see, didn't know i put this did you there. see what i saved for later and so i didn't have the energy on thanksgiving day to do this the justice that it deserves <laughs> today so, i'm going to dig through it <laughs> so i would just make sure that If you are deciding to let love cover it, it doesn't cover it like a rug where you're saving it for later. It covers it like what Jesus does, which is removes it from your, like removes it from the accounts altogether. Yep. Yeah. You're donezo with that. Yeah. And the real blessing in this is that letting love cover a multitude of sins is like, I mean, it's just, I just find it incredibly helpful to think of it in terms of let Jesus himself cover that. Well, and the other thing is you're not the Holy Spirit. So luckily you're not the sheriff. You're bringing up the things. (laughs) You're not the sheriff that gets to go around like assessing everybody else's spiritual walk. You are not the safety patrol officer of of how people treat you on a holiday. No, the thing is we are, to be clear, we're talking about everyday kinds of infractions. We're not talking about the kind where you should call the cops or the elders in the immediate moment. Like 
That's right. not it. But this is just the like, oh, was she thoughtless? Oh, did they track mud? Oh, did he not sufficiently appreciate what an effort you made? Did the kids not say thank you? Did they start burning the napkins no, someone, in the candles? Did someone weirdly say, but I've never liked smoked turkey. Yeah. Or did... <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, did they start burning stuff in the candles and make a soot mess on your tablecloth? <laughs> like... <laughs> a soot mess. <laughs> there's a lot oh, of... There's not a lot of room. Also make a soot mess in your soul. Yeah, the there's a lot time. of room for opportunities on the holidays just all around. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and it is really... Becca mentioned this, but it's so true that it's easy to imagine ourselves being incredibly generous yeah. in advance. Like how yeah. I'm going to bless everyone with yeah. this particular way I did everything nicely. Yeah. Right. But the reality of how you bless people is in how you joyfully roll with what happens yeah when it's actually happening laugh do laugh yeah because really it's more fun to choose that as i have another another thing to speak of here we go we've talked about differentiating before about not being a person who just uh like friedman talks about it like people who exist families who exist like a bunch of uh nerve endings in some kind of a jelly where all they do all they do is hurt everybody's feelings or and how the whole family plays to the weakest like whoever gets the most outraged dominates the whole family you know like the weak link is the one that everyone is so afraid to set off the loose nerve endings of that person. And it's so funny and how much they can be a little hostage taker while thinking that they're a victim at the same time. Yeah, but one of the things I was going to say is that I think it's really important in these times when you might be meeting, like gathering with family you haven't seen in a long time or gathering with people where there could be things between you like you're seeing mm-hmm. your family and maybe there are legitimate things that need to be dealt with and there's right. like sin in somebody has you know like someone has wronged you in some way or there's some baggage there or there's yeah. whatever one real revolution for some people is to realize that you don't have to get it all out <laughs> like you don't have to be like you do not have to think that it is lying to be joyful right when there might be issues if you decided to this go is, churn them up. This is one though, Rachel, where I think we have to really clarify what we're saying. Never. Because never. I think that this is this is the sort of thing where I think we as humans have basically our impulses are always to do the dead wrong thing. Uh-huh. So there are many people who probably this holiday are going to be feeling like, I'm going to just be joyful and overlook the fact that she wants me to call her Peter. Or, I'm going to just be joyful and use the wrong pronouns. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. That's not the sort of thing that you're talking about right now. No, I'm talking about about the kind of thing where you would be tempted to say, now that I see you in person, I want to tell you how much it hurt me that I did not get your Christmas card last year. Yeah, and right. you hurt my feelings and I right. felt like you didn't value me anymore. Yeah. And if you right. don't care for me, why should I care for you? And I got your son a birthday gift and still, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about that yep. kind of yep. the burden to vent That's, your own grievances. Yeah. Yeah. Not 
I'm not talking about monster level sin. Right. I'm talking about where things just feel un. But the funny resolved. part is, is I do think that because I'm saying I think we often have the dead wrong impulses. I think there's probably people who are going to be calling her Peter and using the him her him he pronouns uh, while also you mean the un- he hom the pronoun. He- <laughs> Good one, Rach. I, I stole good. that one straight from Noah Elkins, who was in the MFA. I enjoy that a lot. But anyway, <laughs> no, but it's like there's people who are going to be simultaneously overlooking that one and saying, no, no, love needs to cover it. I need to whatever. And then probably also at the very same table getting out the the big... The petty muffins? The big... <laughs> Indeed, the petty muffins. That is about the other listen, things. Don't bake the petty the muffins. Petty muffins. No, it's like true. there are there are times that it's actually really important that you have big conflict, and that yeah. the big conflict be unmovable, and that you be like, this is not how we do it. You yeah. know, this yeah. is not it. No, no, I will not have my. I will not have a gay couple sleeping in our guest room. Right. I will not do this. There's a lot of things where the big squabble yeah. is what needs to be had. But there's a lot of times yeah. where love needs to cover it because no fruit is going to be had there if we're going to go on the endless well, tunnel of whose feelings got hurt we've when. Been reading the book of Judges lately, I feel like it is when God says you've got to go fight the Canaanites and you say, no, 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 never. Then that's one level of disobedience. But then there are other times when just because yes, you have to fight the Canaanites when God says to do it doesn't mean you also need to fight your mother-in-law with the same level of, right. And I do think that people get, they, they either are like, I'm always on the war path all the time, Mm -hmm. no matter what, or they just, (laughs) They're like, I'm actually, I'm actually amazing at verbal (laughs) combat. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually like to do my verbal combat (laughs) tricks at the, at the table (laughs) when my poor grandmother (laughs) laid a feast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yep. Just to bring my best self. (laughs) The one I that like, got, I like to consider others. <laughs> I got dolled up for the occasion in my verbal and combat I am suit. hot to trot. Yeah, like, there's a... <laughs> no, yeah. that's an unnecessary... And if, if you delight in the verbal sparring or in the combat or whatever, just practice neutralizing technology. Like, like... <laughs> practice and think of if somebody likes to egg you on to something how will you respond like how will you not take up the gauntlet and you know what if somebody wants to egg you on i think probably the best way of spiking the guns is to don't take the bait because if people like to egg you on it's probably because they like to see your little ridiculous reaction so Mm -hmm. don't give it to them and then diffuse the situation yeah and and i yeah i just told i just told this story is gonna make i just had a webinar and so any of you who are there and now you're here and both times i'm telling this story apropos it's not been a month either right no same day one (laughs) hot minutes apart 
Yep. Why it's on my mind. I still find it one of my funnier wits. So okay, I'm ready. I'm just blessing you Do with this news. One of them. Rejoinders. One of them is when someone is accusing you of lots of things. Okay. Just step in and say, "And I'm ugly." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just end yeah. it. It's yeah. a surprisingly effective way of wrapping up the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and you can say it while laughing. Yeah. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can just sort of wrap it up like you're not, yeah. we're not going, you know, like yeah. it's hard to keep on accusing someone after well, they say I something I saw like that. somebody the other day was posting memes about like when somebody tries to insult you, but you sing hymns that call yourself <laughs> way worse names at church. So. Yes, exactly. And so that's one thing. And then the other thing is when someone, if someone is full of little spiritual rebukes for you that you disagree with, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, they're just deeply wrong. Like, I'm not that way. You know, one of the things that I've also found to be really effective is thank you. Would you pray for me? Yeah, right. Just ask for prayer. Just, yeah. it does not matter. You do not need to think of everything like the, like we were talking about the, the verbal combat suit or whatever. Yeah. You do not actually need to defend your honor at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if someone is like, you believe, you know, whatever, you don't actually need to be like, false. If you will refer to my Facebook post of March 2008, you will see you do not need to do this. You can actually just say, thank you for your concern. You know, would you pray for me that God would just give me wisdom and that I would (laughs) pursue him and glorify him? Like, you know, you can just not do it. That's the thing. Opt out. I'm a fan of the opting out approach. (laughs) But it's also good in these contexts to uh, think in advance of what you're going to say. Because what tends to happen is if you're randomly accused of something, if someone's randomly combative, you get a little frantic surge of panic. Or you're like, how do I answer this accusation? You know, I will do instead of just not yeah but if you are if you are by nature an opter outer maybe if that is the best <laughs> thing that you've ever heard is see i can opt out of all conflict then then it is but probably even, likely even if you need that to have you the might conflict, need to put on your combat suit maybe but <laughs> even if you need to have the conflict it's fine to say things like you know i don't agree with that because i'm a christian yeah. you know like you don't have to get into a big yeah. it's yeah you don't have to. You can just say, you know, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Because I am a Christian and that's not what the Bible teaches. So, right. you right. know, moving on. Moving exactly. on. I will say that we, t- we t- talk about this one often too, but I but, do But have we already said it today? No, though. not today for sure. <laughs> but especially in these times when the country is frizzling off in such a bad way, there is a lot to be outraged about. It's true. Like, there are a lot of things that could get you with your worst, most sarcastic voice on the internet. Eye rolling and barf emojis, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people... But I I think that that <laughs> is like... The barf emoji is a good one. I mean... It's my least favorite. No, but I think I've never used a barf no. emoji. I also no. am not sure I've ever used an eye rolling emoji. No. Also never an angry face emoji. No, but it's just sort of like, you know... Anyways, that's I'm a big on the flat face. The flat yeah. face is much used in a my different life. subject about what emojis are the best. However, <laughs> no, I do it, think it. that if you are like 
you know, you pick up your phone and scroll through your news feed, like leaving a few eye rolls and a few barfy emojis and a few like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you get really involved in like a scandal, not your own in a different part of the country. And then you repost a bunch of things with look at what they're doing now. And you do this periodically throughout your, your day while you're also trying while you're trying to like set up a really <laughs> joyful Thanksgiving time. <laughs> you're not. You're not. The inputs do not no, match the outputs. It's, like, it's yeah. like you're trying to build a fire, but you keep on going back with some soggy towels to throw in. It's like, it's I was like actually, guess what? I was actually it's not going to be good. And everyone in here, everyone's probably going to be like, she is so ignorant. She is the worst that she said this. However, I just like to tell you all, based on, like, there are a bunch of false teachers who I only know about from all the people whizzed up about what they said. Yeah, yeah. Like Stephen Furtick. Yeah. No, I've never true. slapped eyes on anyone who thinks he's saying good things. <laughs> But I see all the time Stephen Furtick <laughs> patrol officer awareness courses. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anyone be like, blessed word from this man. <laughs> never. It's always, it's because we're in an echo chamber of yeah. people who already mm. agree with us yeah. that this is false teaching. Yeah. So why are we doing this then? No, it's, it's the barfy faces all yeah. over again. No, but, and, and I think it's not to say that there's not a lot of terrible tunes going on outside. It really is true. <laughs> but like, is it really what you should be well, filling your own soul you with. Know, you can you can all answer day. you can answer that. Nope, never mind. I just I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up so that I'm quote so she has a proper foot. So that I accurately quote the word of God to you. Which is okay. you know I just I think the thing is is you cannot expect to be joyful and all right, full I'm ready. of gratitude. I'm ready. With that what I don't know what versions I'm reading. Whatever. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Yeah. How often do we think we're fighting the grand old fight when we're saying, <laughs> finally, brothers and sisters, listen to this false thing that somebody said. Yeah. Think about this horrible, devious Be deed that was horrified. done in the dark somewhere else. <laughs> whatever is hideous and corrupt, perverse. whatever is perverse or lowly or sad, whatever is disreputable, if, any, if anything is discouraging or dark or sinful, think about such things. And post about it nonstop. And, and definitely keep all your friends in the loop while you are on it. <laughs> but that guy is oh. speaking the truth about what what you're doing all the time is how you're training yourself. And if yeah. you're spending all your time wallowing in the things that are sad or disgusting or horrifying, mm -hmm. and then you think that you can turn around and gift your family and friends and everyone yeah. with a joyful yes. celebration, Glorious time. you actually have been training all the wrong muscles. Yeah. Like you are not working the correct muscle groups. You no, are not. And the thing is, is it. those people who have to to deal with Josh Duggar. They <laughs> they have to. You really and, pulled him out of your pocket. <laughs> but 
they they have yeah. to. Yeah, no, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do and it. And it's their job. And and you know what? It's like bless them because they have to deal with this and excruciating. And if mess. something comes to you about it, just pray for the people who actually are the responsible. Ones, yeah. And there are people who are responsible, and there are people who will answer to God for what they do with that. But you know what? I don't think God is gonna on the last day ask you how you handled Josh. Did Duggar. you come down on the right side of the Josh Duggar debacle? <laughs> so I do think that you want um, one of I those. do want one. I thought you were gonna get some sunflower seeds though, and I was surprised. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's much tastier. Drop. It's a cough drop. But the thing is, is that um, I really feel that. Um, you could spend a lot of time getting yourself into a pretty hideous mood reading up on Josh Duggar. Oh. And what you need to do about Josh Duggar is probably nothing at all. You should ignore it and move on. Because it's, it's, this is the whole, are you part of the problem or part of the yeah. solution? And let's just say right now, don't do it where you start saying, oh, well, I am part of the solution. Because this is an epidemic of yeah, stuff. Don't do we it. We need people trumpeting. Did you know why? Trumpeting You've about it. You've got trouble enough as it is. You don't <laughs> need to but take on. Your job is to build something. And there mm-hmm. are those who should be on the wrecking Well, some cruise. people should be dealing with there, the black mold problem. There should be demolition crews. That's true. But and actually, you might be on a squad for that yeah. somewhere in yeah. your own life. You're just yeah. not on everyone's. Yeah. And so the thing is, is actually try to build something. Don't spend all your days looking for ways to tear down the projects of others. Even if those projects are things that legitimately should be torn down. Are you right. really the person with the hard hat who's supposed to be over there doing it and probably I not think, I think that we probably all have enough things that we really are supposed to do that would be to actively build something wonderful yeah and when we are building a city on a hill that does actually impact the darkness but it impacts the darkness you know in a very different kind of way mm-hmm. than the barf emojis do <laughs> Which is to say, probably not at all. The really. barf emojis. Are what not have it. you done? You've only gotten yourself in a swizzle, and you've shared something gross with your eight followers. And you know, what I thought was really I, interesting. You know, this is a shout out to Daphne. Okay, but now I can't remember the context of what she was. They read something in school that was not scripture. Okay, and. I don't As know. they do often. No, but I think it was <laughs> pretending to be scripture. It was something. It was sort of like they were looking. Like a Mormon at, Bible or something? Yeah, I don't know what it was. But it was something where they were looking for the ways in which it was not okay. accurate of the Christian faith. And she pointed out that the Bible talks of light or darkness, but not in between muddles. Mm, and yeah. this was something that talked about like that. It was like an interesting big gloaming of no one knows what's happening one way or another. I don't don't even remember the quote. But my point is that that is an interesting thing because a Christian is to walk in the light Mm -hmm. as he is in the light. Like we're just in the light. And if you're walking in the light as he is in the light, you're having fellowship with him and we can have fellowship with each other but you can't mentally be dwelling in the darkness while right. you're walking in the light. Right. But it's one or the other. It's it is the, true that what dad has said before is 
uh, bright lights attract big bugs. And it is true that if you are George Grant, if you are in the light, if you are living in the light, the darkness may come to you in the form of a big bug. And then you are actually, yep, there it is. It's right in front of you. You have to handle it and you've got to figure out how to handle it. But what I'm saying is you don't need to worry about all the bugs that are elsewhere. You know, just, just, you don't even need to worry about the bugs that are right up in your own Amazon reviews or right up about you. (laughs) Like you don't need to worry about those. Like you need to worry about things that are actually things that need to be dealt with. Not what has anyone ever said about me on the internet. I think that it's important to, to realize, I think, I think women, especially conservative women get themselves in a really funny place where they think they're conservatives but they don't realize how much they have bought into the feminist liberal thing because your job as a woman is not to be out correcting all the pastors publicly. Like, mm. just not. And the if fact- you hear yourself starting to tweet, well, Tim Keller, you, <laughs> what you need to do now is cancel say, that. Don't. Because you know what? There are elders. There are church councils. There are whatever. There are men who need to handle and, false teaching. And actually, there are men who are not handling it. And no. that doesn't mean you should. And it, it it's just sort of like, sure, God will require an account from the people who right. were supposed to handle it. But again, if you're just a mom, um, you know, living in, well, Moscow, Idaho here. Sure. And we have stuff to do. Is Tim Keller our problem? No. He isn't. And is, is, um, who's little health and wealth man that nobody likes? Osteen. Um, Osteen. Joel Osteen. Not my problem. It's not my job to get for a it pastor, up in there. For a pastor could say, my favorite, I think Luke said this the first time. It really made me laugh. You know, it's not my circus, not my monkeys. Mm-hmm. But Luke told dad, not my circus, not my monkeys, but some of your sheep. <laughs> <laughs> for a yeah. pastor... Yep. There is more that they might bear in this. Yeah. And for you, the reality is your children need to understand the the normal work of faithfully building what's right in front of you. Confessing uh-huh. your sins, uh-huh. yeah. building a home that's full of the joy of the Lord, and blessing people around you. And I will say, like, let's say that one of your kids was reading up on Joel Osteen for some reason or had a friend talking about it and they come home and say, Mom, what do we think about Joel Osteen? That is a perfect, positive building. That's what you should I'm be like, doing. Yes, Talk let's, to him. let's find out what we you think about this. You should know what you think about him. You should know how to answer it. You should know. You should have your ducks in a row. But should you be publicly calling him out? No. The scripture actually, is pretty clear actually, there. there's something I want to say about this. I don't know that I can be very clear about it. But the whole sort of protective mama bear thing that people oh, yeah. get into, that's not actually the picture of no. the Proverbs 31 woman, of a woman who's actually raising children in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, it's not that you are bustling about. Remember, I think I... I can't remember if I said this on here before. When I worked at the Crisis Pregnancy Center aeons ago, there were some materials there that were what I would consider subpar. Yeah. One of the materials. Oh, you told us about this, of the lady. You told this story, and I laughed extensively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in that context, though, there's a lot of people who don't do that as silly 
style, but do it like about about false doctrine or yeah. or yeah. like I'm gonna be this mama that hustles out there and rebukes everyone so that they don't expose my child to yeah whatever. Well, <clears throat> there's a real difference between being a, a woman of God who fears the Lord, who is who knows showing your children how to fear the Lord and how mm-hmm. to walk in that. Mm-hmm. That is very different than you constantly circling them, yeah. fearing for yeah. them. Yeah. Do you know well, what? Like, instead of... Well, okay. We couldn't let a Thanksgiving episode go by without once again referring to the... Marnie. Marnie. Yeah. And take it away from the context of the... Marnie um, is the golden goose the Marnie of Thanksgiving. Letter. If you haven't listened to our other Thanksgiving episodes, you should just Google the Thanksgiving letter from Marnie. Marnie. It's breathtaking. But the thing is... is and I it gets funnier take and funnier it, as it goes on. <laughs> take it like, out of the, the context. The so-and-so family. Why do I even bother? She will never read this. Please do not bring the blue serving bowl you brought last year. <laughs> So the thing is, is, take it out of the context of that. There are many women who are basically conservative, doctrinally checked out, um, behaving exactly like that. Exactly like that. It's just that it's not about guests coming to your house. But it is going around giving bad Yelp reviews to everybody yeah. on everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And they do it thinking that they're being valiant for truth. But I do think Marnie also thinks she's being valiant for truth. For so something, I think, yeah. yeah. So it's like, just realize that like your job is to actually, actually embody this, what the Bible talks about a Christian woman doing, not being somebody who can accurately describe it. So I think what I'm trying to say is the thing about the difference between fearing the Lord and fearing things that might happen to your children that you know like yeah. like fearing like running around your children like it's only your protection that will mm-hmm. that will whatever uh instead of just fearing the lord and living boldly right. and faithfully before the lord which is way more of a protection to your children yeah. than than you And some of this is just really a matter of like, it might be just a slight adjustment because it's, you know, like if somebody is, is singing, but they're just sharp, you know, they're hitting not quite the right Mm -hmm. note and it clanks and it's bad. It could be just a little bit of adjustment because the thing is, is I think I'm very happy. I don't watch the news all day, every day. I like, I find out about news because other people post things about it. So the whole written house thing, so whatever. The whole, the whole fur you know, tick. Like, let's say that somebody, <laughs> yeah, let's say somebody posts a like, oh, thank goodness they found written house not guilty. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not somebody oh, yeah, who's like, like here, this is a big thing. This happened. Praise the Lord. Or so grateful. Or this is wonderful. Or, oh dear, let's all pray that this goes in a good direction. It's not that it's the, it's the shrill, it's the uptight, it's the constant sarcasm. It's the, but I think it's I have also to just, just fearfulness. It's, it's like, like I just weird... have to pick and pick and pick and pick at something. And that is, a, yeah. it's like it, it's not like there's anything wrong with posting about a public event. It's just that like, does it just, 
have well, a shrill. You're kind of saying, are you defined by that, or are you yeah. defined by building up and yes. and whatever? And yes, yeah. that's the goal that we not be defined by the things that we disagree with. Yeah. Or, right. or the snark with which we disagree with them. Yeah. All right. So I think the Thanksgiving orders are very clear here. Mm-hmm. They are A, let the love of Jesus cover other people's sins as it covers your own. Mm-hmm. Did I say A or number one? I can't I remember. Just, B. We'll say B2. B2. Uh, either take off your verbal sparring suit or put it on (laughs) as the case may require (laughs) preparing advance your appropriate diffusers of tension yeah be ready to glorify god by not bristling at accusations or whatever and and just pray that you'll be full of the joy of the lord and full of gratitude for all of the good gifts he's given us one of the amazingly sad things in our culture right now is how many of those good gifts were sort of flushing down the toilet. Yeah. Like we are, yeah. we are losing things. But one of the Christian duties in this is to be even more full of gratitude yeah. for all the things we still have, all the things we were given, that even the things that have been taken away. Yeah. Like there are so many things to thank God for, and to be consumed with what we've lost is to be in grace. Yeah, and if we are sliding recklessly down a landslide, which is what it feels like, drive a stake in, and you actually can. Like, you actually can, can. but that is not done by just complaining your way down the landslide. No. Drive a stake in and create an actual little oasis of gratitude and obedience and thanksgiving and... And that is how you can combat this thing. Amen. And do it. Do it with your joyful tables and joyful homes and by overlooking offenses and by thanking God for all the things he's given you. And God, in his great mercy, will make that matter. Yeah. And try a little bit harder at Thanksgiving (laughs) instead of figuring out, you know, ways to dial it down. You know, just (laughs) ramp it up. Because this is what, like, mom always did, which I loved, in moments of when everything was like very heavy with controversy or whatever. She's like, let's just get some nicer wine for Thanksgiving or yeah. for Sabbath this week. We're going to make a nicer meal. And We're so gonna do lean that. into gratitude yeah. and celebration because if you are feeling heavy about where our country is and who isn't feeling heavy about that right now. Yeah. Make an, a bigger effort, set the table a little nicer, stretch a little further on sing what a, recipe sing a little louder. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Glorify God to the fullest extent of your abilities. And have a very happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Until next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.